Hello, all you lovely traumatized humans. Mike's with me again, and he's having some technical difficulties. Aren't you, Mike? A little. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about um, abortion. Uh, Is that a good topic? I feel like it's timely. It is. Something happened yesterday. (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Mike! Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this, this literally, like I wrote this in 2019, right after about Alabama, I almost said, uh, Alabama, I don't know. I almost mispronounced Alabama. Um, anyway, they passed like some really, um, aggressive abortion legislation. And so I, everyone was like mad about it and everyone was feeling like all like, you know, some, some type of way. But, um, I feel like that's actually pretty tame compared to what just happened. <laughs> um, and, and I wrote this really scathing blog and I, you know, it was a couple years ago and I just, um, sort of like reinvigorated it for today. And, um, it's interesting to go see what you wrote like three years ago. You know what I mean? Cause like sometimes it's like, this is great. And sometimes you're like, Oh, Sarah, what were you thinking? What were you doing? Why did you say that? <laughs> yikes. You know, mm-hmm. like it's a yikes moment. And I think it's good to self-reflect and have like a yikes moment towards yourself. I think it makes you more empathetic toward, uh, other people that you're like, yikes, because they don't know they're being yikes. Well, until they don't know they... what, your, what your lens was then, what you were experiencing uh, then. Oh, <laughs> shut uh, up. Why? Uh, lens. I don't know. Sorry. It was such a bad idea. Sorry. Anyway, I'm just going to read this, and then, and then Mike's going to pipe in and talk about it. But if you get boring, I'm going to cut you off. Thank you. <laughs> So anyway, after Alabama passed this, this abortion legislation, I was all like mad and stuff, righteously indignant. And then, you know, um, I feel like after they overturned Roe versus Wade, I was just kind of more like numb. I don't know. I was like working and stuff. And I just kind of I wasn't as mad, I guess, because I just felt like nothing. RBG said that the state controlling a, a woman uh, would mean denying her full autonomy and full equality. And I think she was right. Too bad she's gone. Um the overturning of Roe versus Wade was not only like undermining a uh, woman's autonomy and right to equality, but it it really compromised like in a in a wider lens compromises our like health and safety and um, uh, oftentimes our livelihood if you can't afford to have a child and stuff like that. So uh, I don't really want to believe that we like live in this world that's absolutely saturated with sexism and and sometimes I forget how bad it is because I kind of live this life that's relatively comfortable and um, it doesn't just punch me in the face every day because I can afford like birth control and I can afford like an abortion if I need one and, and, I, and I live in California uh, where these things are just really uh, available I guess but um, I guess you know when stuff like this happens it, it does kind of punch you in the face and uh, women's bodies are being legislated and men's bodies are not and that is sort of um, I think sex is sexism in a nutshell um and uh i had written about rape uh, at the time in 2019 and how one in five women are sexually assaulted and um only one percent of perpetrators are ever convicted of a crime and then when they are convicted they're not like sentenced to a very long in in jail or anything and um how if we normalize these like violent acts against women we are uh you know restricting her autonomy over her own body and so uh there's like the hardcore uh, christian types that argue if a woman isn't ready to have a child she shouldn't have sex and then they re- routinely overlook that like pregnancy literally couldn't happen without um the specific and very intentional actions of a man <laughs> which seems like uh the women suffer all of the backlash for having the sex and the guy just kind of gets to 
disappear into the mist. Um, so anyway, women are facing these very real, very tangible inequalities. And women, we are told, should not have sex for pleasure. And this attitude ignores the facts that um, sex is like totally normal. <laughs> and like people are going to do it anyway. It's not just uh, a vehicle for reproduction for men or for women. Um, and men are sort of granted more freedom to take uh, pleasure in sex, especially since the side effects do not just always directly affect them. Um, anyway, so... Uh, we are shamed for like wanting too much sex, for having multiple sexual partners, for engaging in premarital sex, for the actions we take after sex, etc. Um, and every time you see a pregnant woman, you can see that she's had sex and men don't walk around with any such marker. Um, and I once, this is so funny, I was in a group of dudes, um, my guy friends who I, who I love, but they were all joking about Kira Knightley and how when she was pregnant, um, they were like, oh, she's not hot anymore. Um, so women are in this space where men continuously like put us on this like sexual pedestal they like proposition us for sex here nightly was like a sex like icon and then the side effects of sex which is pregnancy render us in their eyes like undesirable which is such a f- mind fuck you know um <laughs> so yeah i was angry but now i'm kind of just sad and it's uh, glaringly obvious that the undertones of the anti-abortion legislation are like steeped in uh like sex's power dynamics and they don't really care about women and every other major social political debate like climate change or gun laws or college debt or healthcare or i don't know mike what's another one major issue yeah <laughs> what's a major issue <laughs> did we say gun control already gun control yeah we said that mm-hmm. gun laws they're not clouded by like uh they are clouded i guess by like capitalism or classism but they're not so viciously um targeted toward like any one group of people <laughs> and they're not controlling bodies and stuff and so women's women's health which i think abortion is more of a women's health issue in new zealand did the thing where they like totally removed abortion from the political sphere and they made it a women's health issue like legally um and so uh, you know i don't think it makes any sense for it to be like this cornerstone of political debate at all and, and shining a light on the personal lives of women it seems to be like such a uh like a power tool (laughs) to like instill like guilt and shame to really control our bodies. So um, I don't know. I think, you know, abortion will always be like controversial because there are all the people that just think it's like the fetus is a life or whatever, or like the cells are a life. But um, there's not, I don't think one good answer. I can kind of see both sides. Can you see both sides? Can you see both sides? Uh, I struggle, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mike struggles to see both sides. I don't know. I can see how uh, you might think that a fetus, like, is a life. I can totally see that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think – I think that, like, the worst part of, like, making somebody carry out a pregnancy is, like, uh, it just – you're not, like, allowing them to figure out what what works best for them or, like, what's best for their own body or for their own life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that it also uh, helps to, like – Illegalize. I mean, what what would really help would be like to increase like sex education and access to birth control and like all that sort of stuff, which no one's spending money on. So, anyway, children change the course of your life forever. Like eighty two percent of women constitute uh, the majority of single parents. Eighty two percent are single mothers. Wow, is that surprising? No, no, it's not surprising. <laughs> um, and and like access and information about sex and birth control are incredibly ina- inaccurate, but in. In- inadequate inaccurate what the fuck mm. inadequate everywhere but especially in like low-income uh schools and neighborhoods where the now abortion is legal like the southern states like that map we saw earlier is like all the southern states it's illegal and like that's where uh, the most poverty exists so yeah, it's like the civil war map you know the what the the pro the pro-choice anti-choice looks like a civil war map right the south 
is going to be anti-choice. The North is going to be pro-choice. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, except like California, we're like South. Hey, that were you know we. California's the South. Where the wait? What? What map well, are you I'm looking just at? Saying, like if you're looking, if you're south to north, California yeah. and New Mexico, like we're they're all like in the southern half of this True. hemisphere. Uh, historically, uh, oh, we're historically. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, uh, okay. And what else I was thinking was that mm. like withholding basic sex education from low-income people is intentional. Like it's much easier for wealthy women to have a safe abortion um, than it is for a poor woman. And money now especially can buy a lot, including a degree of freedom over your own body. Um, so one one of my very loose acquaintances celebrated the Supreme Court ruling on Roe versus Wade, saying that like all lives truly matter now. Whew, whew. Um, mm. But it seems pretty clear that the world doesn't like care about all lives, considering that about 15 million U.S. children live in poverty. Nearly 4 million U.S. children do not have any form of health care. One in every 30 U.S. children are homeless. Um, and that could be homeless, but like, you know, maybe like the sheltered homeless. Um, over 36,000 Americans die every year due to guns, about 100 per day. One in five U.S. children live in food insecure homes. Um, you don't know they might not have um, food outside of school. That's really common. Or one in four girls and one in six boys will be sexually assaulted before the age of eighteen. Um, so I guess forcing someone to bring another child into this already pretty dangerous world seems uh, almost like criminal. <laughs> My point, uh, anyway, in bringing up all those statistics is to illustrate that, like. Uh, Sure, life matters, but we shouldn't care about life only when it, like, fits our own political agenda. Like, the life of a fetus matters. The life of the rape victims matter. The lives of homeless people matter and hungry children and sexually abused children. And the lives of um, everyone matters. But mattering isn't exactly the point, I don't think. The point is that both sides attempt to decide which lives matter more, which seems like a a pointless and kind of circular exercise um, kind of just like the same thing as like the trying to measure the degree of your own pain against someone else's. It's kind of like inconsequential to argue which life matters more. What do you think, Mike? I think there's a, a position of that lives matter more in the womb than once they once they leave. And then, yeah, but like and the if, point is that like that doesn't matter. Because if you're saying all lives matter, which one, right. which one matters more, and why does the fetus matter more? To to the anti-choice side, I would say that li- the life that they consider to be a formed life seems to matter more to them than once the life exits the woman's body. Yeah, but like, yeah. doesn't that make no sense? Like, how? Who are we? Who are? Uh, who's the fucking like senator or a Supreme Court justice to decide? Who is a person, by the way? Who's imperfect? Who are they to decide that like one life matters more than another life? That seems like they're playing God a little bit. bit. Um, Anyway, and like the world that we're telling that we're living in right now tells us that like women's lives matter less. And I think that's pretty clear uh, idea to draw. Um, So I don't know for truly to like to like not if we were trying to not live in this sort of patriarchy we have to like realize that the lives of you know everyone matters but they can't matter more than anyone else's so the fetus maybe it matters but like it can't matter more than the life of the mother and forcing someone to have birth to like give birth to even if she could die is like really um telling her that her life matters less and that's like I don't know, that's pretty fucking shitty. Especially yeah. she she could be a great person. She could, she could be, be incarcerated be, for doing that. Yeah, now. she could be literally imprisoned. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, 
And I don't know, then, of course, instead of focusing so much time and attention on the issue of abortion, we could spend all of that time and attention and money um, focusing on how to, like, prevent them in the first place. So only 13 states currently require sex education in schools to be medically accurate, meaning that that uh, the, the schools like my school that <laughs> just taught that abstinence is the only thing that da, 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 and God, you know, so that's not medically accurate. And so only 13 states require uh, medically accurate sex, sex education. Um, and, and so then uh, Dr. Granger, she said that the, compre- that the most comprehensive sex education should focus on emotional, psychological and economic impacts of what happens when youth and adolescents engage in sexual intercourse and other sexual practices. But instead of talking openly with like young people about sex, we tell them it's bad and that it should be avoided. And even though they're going to fuck like every teenager has sex. And, like, everyone's just like, no, <laughs> like, we're just going to ignore it. I don't know. My, my parents didn't exactly give me any sort of, like, a, a guidance that way. I think they just were, like, uncomfortable with it and just avoided it. And I think that happens all over the place. I don't know. Did your mother have a sex talk with you, Mike? My dad had a book. Your dad had a book. And what was went, it called? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. Like illustrated. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> and he went page by page. Yeah, it was. Uh, a long time ago, and I remember it. Wait, did uh, he sit down with you and like? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy. Yeah, and there was a you know a picture of a. It was a. They were stick figures. And what, how did they fuck? I, you know they. It was. Uh, it was really uncomfortable. It was probably one of the. Un- how old mo- were you? Most uncomfortable moments. Um, I'm gonna guess I was probably around uh, twelve or uh, twelve, eleven, twelve. When the hormones 13. were just beginning to course through your body. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this is all making sense now." <laughs> okay, and then uh, at school, they you know, all the boys went into the library and watched a film, and and then all the girls went into you know. Then they later in the day, all the girls went into the library and watched the film on sex, and it was New York, so you know it was medically or biologically it was medically or accurate. Accurate. You yeah. know what's funny is yeah. like. My sex ed teacher was also like the um, like the physical education teacher. Right, that was very for health, but, health teacher, gym teacher yeah. for boys. We had a different fire teacher for girls and boys. Oh. And so um, the the physical education teacher for boys, Mr. Wilson, he was also the baseball coach, small school, and he. Uh, kind of had a stutter and also blinked a lot and so he was already like a little bit awkward and he loved the flintstones and so it was just interesting for um that to be the conveyor of this very important information um Mm. because he was clearly uncomfortable with it um anyway uh did you know mike that nearly half of the six million pregnancies in the u.s each year are unplanned i didn't mike has have you ever planned on a pregnancy no have you ever had a pregnancy scare Yes. What did you do? Waited. What can I do? What do you like take a pregnancy test? Didn't she, didn't she take a pregnancy test? Yes. Okay. I remember this one instance where the person I was with That was not that didn't. was not that was not real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's alluding to a time that I took a pregnancy test cuz I was like a week late. But also like all my girlfriends were like, "Oh my god, you're pregnant." And I was like, "No." And then like Jacqueline was like, "Maybe you should just really just pee on a stick." Mm. Anyway, and I did and it was fine. Because yeah. I'm not pregnant. Sure. Um, but if I was pregnant, I, I would probably like give birth to the thing. Okay. The thing. <laughs> and I would love it even more than I love Chub Chub. I hope so. Well, I really love Chub Chub. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Did you know? Okay, so in 2014, this is a little bit dated, but I couldn't find an updated statistic, and I don't know why. But I feel like also during COVID, a lot more pregnancies were happening, planned or unplanned. But in 2014, the majority of the 900,000 abortions that occurred in the U.S. were in response to an unplanned pregnancy. Mm. Uh, so the number of, of, of abortions um, is as low as, as it's ever been since the government started keeping track in 1969. So I'm not saying that 900,000 is a low number, but... I am saying that 900,000 women were at least able to choose whether they were mothers. And that's, I think, an important choice. That we know about. I mean, yeah. Statistics always. Kind of yeah, because people get abortions that are maybe not safe or, you know, mm-hmm. they take the pill or whatever. And right. um, I don't know. I think it's a really personal issue. And I don't like that it's being legislated. Like, it, it just seems like there's no nuance uh, given to the issue anymore because uh, it just, I mean, it, it just smacks of like, uh, really just a woman's health issue. Like, if I needed an abortion for any sort of health reason, I would just want to have that conversation with my doctor. I wouldn't want, like, the law to get involved, you know? Hmm. That seems fucked up. That the law would get involved in a, in a decision that's so incredibly personal and it's will affect so your life. so incredibly yeah. personal, yeah. But they're going to do that in 20 states. Uh, I know. Yeah, and you could be uh, incarcerated. That's, that's just... Um, it's one the of the fuck? hardest parts for me to really absorb. I think it... The, yeah, it's it's the whole thing about sex workers going for provide, you know, giving their body over. But it's the sex worker that goes to jail, not the you know, not the John. The John gets a ticket. So it's this whole idea of, you know, my body, my decision that uh, the, the mask. We won't go into that, but, uh, you know, that sort of grabs sure. that idea. Yeah. But the same people seem to feel OK with having a woman be incarcerated for making a choice about her health, her body, and her life, it seems, um, it's hard to absorb. It's, it's, I also it's, yeah. really feel like, um, I don't know, like, fuck men. And mm. I know it's not just men that were, like, making this decision. Like, women were also there on, the, like, you making that decision. Yeah, I mean, Amy also, Comey yeah, exactly. was, was appointed specifically for her hard stance against... Uh, uh, and then the other two judges, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, said that they would... They lied. They, uh, it would stand. And even uh, Joe Manchin, the, the secret Republican, um, <laughs> was uh, called him out. And, yeah. And he was, you, know, you, you lied. They lied. They lied outright. They lied outright. Yeah. So it's tough. It's tough. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. It's like so regressive. It feels very like... Are we just back to where, like, women's rights used to be? I mean, like, at least we can vote, I guess? I don't know. It's weird. It's so strange. You have a, you have a country like Ireland, which is you know, pretty much run by the Catholic Church. So and many they, potatoes there. A lot of potatoes. I love a potato. I must be Irish. <laughs> and uh, God, I love a potato. Cabbage. Um, <laughs> but they, 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 are, uh, they are a pro-choice country, you know, and a lot of these Catholic countries that are... Uh, where the Catholic Church has so much sway, are, are becoming they're making abortion Islamic legal countries and as well. Literally, like yeah. countries where like the Taliban is yeah. allow abortion. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's so regressive. I don't know. And we just went backwards. We just went back fifty years. A giant step backwards, it's Mike. That's almost as old as you are, huh? Oh, why you gotta say that? Yeah. Why you gotta do that? <laughs> we went back to when you were a wee baby child. Wee small. Wee baby child. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, no wonder women are uh, angry. Dude, I I remember, too, when, like, the uh, election happened in 2016 and all the women were, like, wearing those pussy hats and they were marching. Because we were scared something like this would happen. And now fast forward, you know. And it did. And And it did. And it was, I mean, that was really the impetus because then he was able to appoint those, those justices and. Even without Amy, they probably would have got this would have been overturned because it still would have been five four. Um, you know, assume let's assume RBG lives two more months, right? And then mm-hmm. you've got Biden in, and we the Democrats, and then we appoint. So then you're five four. At least you have a shot at six three. Um, I think this hey, is Mike, not this is not the end. Why do you think that um, men are so afraid of women? That's a really big question. Yeah, like what? Why the fuck are you all so afraid? Oh, we got we have to like control them and take their rights away. Cause mm. what? What's gonna happen if we have rights and freedom? Mm. Why are you so afraid? Like why are like that's what it like? What is it? Why else would you need to like control something like an entire population of people so much? Is it fear? You, so you um, you think you're saying that the the uh, pro choice anti choice sides are more about control of women. And not about the uh, for them this this growing life inside of a woman's body. I think that's what they like to tell themselves, but that's like like a very um, limited scope. Like their 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 viewpoint is so limited; it's just focused on the the fetus. It's not focused on like the long term care of that fetus that grows into a child. It's not focused on like the long term um, life of the mother or the the guy either that is going to be providing. It's not focused on like. Uh, the long-term care is just such a, like a narrow focus and it's rooted really uh, for a lot of people in like their uh, religious ideology, which, um, you know, there's supposed to be a separation between church and state, but it still bleeds in so heavily. It's just like, yeah. it just seems like, um, yeah, maybe that's what they tell themselves, but they're not like looking at the larger picture, I don't think. They, they uh, especially older generations, definitely prefer a time when women were, you know, they were in the kitchen and they took care of the home. That seems that feels very safe. It feels very stable. Um, they want like they want to go back. They want to turn the clock back to a time where everything was simple and easy. I think a lot of men feel that. They feel that. Way. Oh God, because we're just such a handful now. Yeah. Oh my God. You're making decisions for yourself. Oh my God, and we don't yeah. have to have kids. And we all, yeah. by the way, women are getting married at a lot, much like slower rate now. Yeah. They're like, because you're, they're figuring out that it's not like such a great deal for them all the time because <laughs> they're doing half of the ink. They're earning half the income, or sometimes more, and then they're also expected to be doing all the house shit. And it's becoming like you know partnerships are becoming more egalitarian than they ever had to be, and it's it's yeah. not really um, empowering for, for men sometimes. But I also feel like it's, um, I don't know, women are just like discovering that, hey, like uh, getting married isn't going to make my life better all the time. It might actually make it harder. Or, right. Economically, they're able yeah. to, to, to provide for themselves, which gives them sort of that power. There's, you had a lot of marriages that would just happen out of, out of necessity where a woman just Yeah, and a woman couldn't leave. Right. But also, yeah. like, how disempowering is that to be like, oh, I don't have the, re- like, resources to leave if he's, like, re- ma- not even just mean, but, like, abusive and stuff. That's so sad. It is. It and, is. Um, and you, you can't ignore the, the religious side of it, right? That's the, the evangelicals, if they're reading the Bible, they're taking it literally, then the woman should honor the man. 
That's oh my god oh my god suck uh, on a big yeah. big <laughs> cock i just like if excuse me i will honor the man who's respectful to me i don't need to honor just any dude i just yeah. and like yeah to uh, let the man be a man in your relationship okay you should just be a man i don't need to let him yeah. he should just be that way i mm. also um what was i gonna say and we're moving we're definitely moving in a direction right but this it does always come back to Right. I don't want you to have a choice. Men, really? Right. Seriously? I don't want you to have a choice. This is something I noticed yeah. just like dating a, a wide variety mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, when a woman's like really happy, really confident, really like good, like just like thriving, there mm-hmm. is a certain population of men. I'm not saying this is like the majority of men. I'm just mm-hmm. saying there's a certain population of men who just want to like cut her down. And maybe that's like an insecurity thing. I don't know. But like they definitely exist. And I think that that's like a stronger current of men than maybe we realize and um when i was uh you know dating my uh ex-fiance his his mom would like uh literally like make his dad lunch every day before he'd go to work he packed she packed his lunch she like mm-hmm. laid out his clothes yeah she did all those things they both worked like they both probably but your ex saw that he saw that behavior. they brought like, in like yeah. an equal amount of right. income and then one time after we had gone home to see my family my mom like my mom worked she was the primary i mean she earned uh more money than my dad and she also uh did a lot of the house stuff and uh ch- child rearing things and right. so my ex saw that and was like wow your mom's really admirable because she like sacrificed so much of herself to raise this family and it's like i didn't find that admirable necessarily i kind of found it like not sad, but like I didn't want that for me, you know, like because yeah. she made that decision and whatever. I, and I'm eventually kind of do it out of necessity because she. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think it's admirable because mm-hmm. I didn't want that for me. But it, he seemed to be like, why can't you be like your mom? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I, like because I don't want to lose myself in that, you know. And then if you have kids with somebody, and like then that's like a girl because you're not your mom. It's like that's a why. twenty-year commitment or something, or more. Yeah, that's to... an easy answer. Why can't you be more like your mom? Because I'm not my mom. Because I'm not my mom. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, but Joe, yeah. just like the 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 like remnants of that still remain, and like yeah, he probably he did. He saw his mom like that's his take care of everything, and and uh, you know, um, but mm, but then you know he did expect like me to sort of mother him in, in certain ways, like do the laundry and all that kind of shit. As a lot of men fold my do. laundry. Yeah, fold your own laundry, you incompetent bastard. What the fuck? It's not that hard. Yeah, I sense that's something that upset you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel it. I mean, my God. Right. So yeah, it comes down to control. So I could see, I could see where you you, you you go. You easily can go in that direction, and yeah. and this is a form of control. Yeah. Um, to force a woman to carry a fetus to, to birth, and if they don't do it, they will be they will go to jail. That's the country. There's, that's America now. Well, there's also like the side it's of this. Crazy. There's the there's the whole argument like, oh, just put your kid up for adoption, whatever, foster care. What well, like that's any better for the kid? Number one, but number yeah. two, you still have to like have it to term. You still have to be pregnant. You have yeah. to give birth, and those yeah. are like physically um, very demanding things. And and. It, well, it, takes a a year, it takes a that's year. It takes a year out of your life. Yeah, yeah, you're a man. You don't care. Yeah, yet. that's your Mike. Problem. You're so nice. Yeah, Mike. You're a nice man. Oh, well, thank you. It's so funny how you're still like you. Yeah, I don't know how you're so nice. <sighs> we'll just leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Sometimes Mike rubs my feet, and that's very nice. Aww. Nobody does that unless I pay them. Yeah, even when they're like not clean. I'll rub your feet. <laughs> 
Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. no one really wants to do that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I think this is a good time to stop. Okay. I think we always end on like feet. That's uh, we didn't. Did we last end on time feet? Was last a time? toe? Yeah, it was something we were talking about toes and stuff. And then I was like, I think we should. Stop I don't now. like that you remembered that actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, how long has it been? Twenty-seven minutes. Fuck. I think probably uh, we might have lost some people by now. Bye. <laughs>